0: Welcome to the Smart City Podcast, the technology program that looks at how buildings, communities, and cities are becoming smarter, more efficient, and more connected. We look at everything from the big ideas to drilling down to individual projects and innovative ideas that impact your day-to-day life. The Smart City Podcast is brought to you by Locomobi World, moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. This is episode 26, recorded September 14th, 2021. What do you get when you cross a company like Uber with security guards? You get Responder, a new way to ensure fast response time to security incidents. We'll speak with CEO Mark Zimmerman in just a sec. First, though, we must speak with Grant about tech news. News time. Here's our anchor, Grant. So, Alan, um,
1: these probably are more known news, but I still think they're worth um, worth talking about. So. My first one, uh, as you know, you probably get tired of me talking about robots and all that. <laughs> I knew you are gonna laugh, but you know I have to. And mm-hmm. so the newest thing now is autonomous weaponry. So yeah, it's the third generation. We had nuclear, right? But and before that, we had um, the the first generation of A weaponry, conventional, weapons, conventional yeah. and then with nuclear, they say this is the, the much bigger than gunpowder nuclear arms. So, so go gunpowder. Nuclear, but nuclear, so you know, it is what we call the defense mechanism, the, 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 the common denominator that stops wars. Right. Where AI enabled autonomy, you can't do that. So, so, and I'll tell you why this is a problem. So the evolutions are being used and I'm going to talk about it today because I saw the news this morning, but I didn't know. So, um, essentially if I train, a nuclear robot or drone to say, I want you to go out and find this stuff and learn. It will start doing things without your approval as long as it follows the right and wrongs. Where a human could say, stop it. Right. So I could send it out to a mission. It could kill everyone you wanted to kill because it's supposed to. The scary thing is it will never make a mistake, but that can be a bad thing sometimes that you don't want it to do something And so the killing and the searching designed to engage without human involvement sounds really good, but nuclear weapons are there to this, the existential threat.
0: Okay. I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, October 1962. Know all about it. Um, There was a Soviet sub that was patrolling ahead of the convoy coming to Cuba to break the blockade that John Kennedy had set up. Okay. And they, through a series of miscommunications, the three officers on board thought that nuclear war had begun. Oh,
1: I I didn't know that. Yes.
0: And so there was the captain, there was the political officer, and then this other guy. And they all had to agree that, yes, war has begun. We should uh, fulfill our duties and carry out our orders and launch our nukes against the U.S. from wherever we were in the Caribbean. The one guy said, you know what? I have doubts. And as a result, they did not fire the nukes. Because of the guy. Because of one guy. Out of the
1: whole group there. That's right. That's. Well, okay. So I'll take you a step further. Deterrence. As you know, nuclear, they can tell where it came from. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Autonomous. No, you you
0: can't because it can come from anywhere.
1: Did you know what they say in nuclear is that when I send out a nuclear missile, in the end, they can trace where it came from. In the end, after they killed everyone, they know where it came from, who has the nukes. We all know who has the nukes. Cost a lot of money to build them. But an autonomous weapon? Guess what it is? Well, it's autonomous. autonomous. You will not know who attacked. Someone could come in and blow up my office right now, and we wouldn't know who it is. We couldn't trace it because it's a time. It could be a terrorist. It could be an idiot. But that's the scary part about what we'll call non-state actors, where in the nuclear world, we register our nuclear weapons. Right? we know North Korea is building one. We know the U.S. These are just drones.
0: They they, they could attack. They could belong to anyone and come from anywhere.
1: And be autonomous, send them out on a mission on their own and never see them again. So I think, and, and by the way, today, on my way here, before I left home, I watched on RT television, the new Russian tank. You know what it looks like? And uh, it's not, you gotta laugh at it. It's a little cute baby tank. So they have this whole, and they're, they're practicing with them right now to use them. They have a whole army of mini tanks that are autonomous. No people in them. And they're doing the, you know, the war, whatever you call it, the, the, um, the war tests. They go out and they- War games, yeah. War games, okay, yeah, yeah. The war games, they're doing it right now with these, and they're showing hundreds of little tanks next to a big tank. Maybe it's a third of the size, but more power and nobody in them.
0: There it was a, <laughs> a novel Written about 10 years ago called Kill Decision by a guy named Daniel Suarez. And he he's also got another book called Damon. Uh he, he talks about a lot of AI autonomous drones and how they could be used for weaponry. If if you really going to
1: have to. Have no, to. Daniel Alan, I Suarez. haven't read them. No, no, the name sounds familiar, but I haven't read any books. Well, all I'm saying is what a world we've gone to. And people go, well, that's great. people will save lives. people robots no way, no way, Alan. I think they'll use it more. They'll go blow up five a whole area in the in the Middle East, and yeah, they won't kill any of themselves, but that's not so good. well <laughs> that's, that's 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 we the, save
0: soldiers' lives. but that's yeah, so that's like the Americans in their drone program. Right? absolutely. So you've got a couple of guys someplace in Virginia. Who grew up playing video games, who are now doing it for real with drones four and five and 6,000 miles away. I have no feeling for life. Yeah. It's a game. Because it's just on it. Yes.
1: Like, like as we know now in Middle East, that, that place that was bombed after, you know, they, were, they sent a drone and bobbed a guy.
0: In Afghanistan.
1: Who was unloading water bottles from his boat. and right. And he was nobody and they killed them all. And why? They can't see that. They don't know his mind. They don't know anything. They just did it. And drones just do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Obama got big into drones, and he and, did. And he uh, you know, Trump liked his drones, and and now Biden likes his drones. Oh no, they like war. Well, come on, yeah, come on. I mean, yeah, let's right.
1: face it. Okay, so uh, anyhow, I think we'll talk about it many times. But when I saw it this morning, I'm thinking I'm going to talk about this today, and it's pretty incredible. So, next one, um, how would you like to fly from here to London in ninety minutes? I would you knew to
0: be able to. do Okay,
1: that. so there's a company. Uh, through research at M R I T University in Melbourne, that have developed a supersonic, um, pow- supersonic motors catalysts, and 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 what I'll do before I, I talk about this is I know that's kind of pretty important. So you have Mach one up to Mach five.
0: Sure. So you okay. go supersonic to hypersonic. Yeah.
1: So supersonic that we saw the used to, one that used to fly it from Paris Concorde. Yeah. That was supersonic one. Okay. So that was one. They can now go up to five, Mach 5. And why couldn't you before? Because
0: they overheated. Yeah, because even with with titanium, it would melt.
1: So now you are not going to believe this one, though. So this group figured out how to make, with 3D printers, proper chemicals, they will not overheat. They're already testing them.
0: Hmm. Mach 5. Mach 5. Is this for... Military use or no, is this for civilian? For use? For civilian
1: use. So in other words, they they're they're advertising how you go from Melbourne to Paris in four hours, it's right? Three and a half hours, or from New York to LA in thirty minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I know that I, they're I was surprised, really. Not really, because they've been threatening ever since they grounded the Concorde. There have been a bunch of companies that have been threatening to reintroduce supersonic passenger travel, whether it be uh, private planes for really rich people or. Um, you know, super premium business travel. And there's a company called Boom, for example, okay. that is is working on this sort of thing. And they're, they're smaller than the Concorde, but they're fast as hell. Uh, and apparently they've worked out some technology so you can use it over land because there's no sonic boom or a much muted a much more muted sonic boom, which was the big par- yeah, problem yeah, 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 with, yeah. with Concorde because yep. you couldn't fly over land because you'd it would rip it up. Totally. So uh, I, I'm quite anxious to see These this. These fly very high. The, the well, it's f- got to be 70 80, yeah, feet. yeah it is um and i'm not
1: shocked but if they can do it efficiently i would much be i'd be a much more of a flyer if i could like a, like i know that i can go anywhere but my wife won't go past paris right but anything past that timeline
0: so that's seven and six, and half, seven and a half eight and eight that's, hours. Max. Yeah.
1: that's max that's max Or me i'll go anywhere but if if you could go anywhere in three or four hours, oh, man, the travel. Longest
0: business. flight I ever took was from Newark to Singapore 19 hours and 20 minutes. You know, I've done
1: it. You know, my plant wishy. I've done it yeah. many times. Um, and I'm used to it. I hate it. I really hate yes. it. I hate the plane. But I do it.
0: But if you could do that in four hours. sold. <laughs> just think with how that would open up the world to tourism and business. Everything. And business everything. too, man. I mean. Um, it's almost like a transporter.
1: It is. Now, of course, that's where we think we're going to go. Me and you may not see it. Now, that would be really cool. It would be, yes. Molecule us. But, but, you know, so I thought that was very interesting. I think it's another one that I like Timeless stuff that's really going to happen. By the way, do you want to know what the speed will be? What are you going to be? I know. I I did the Mach 5. I did Mach 5.
0: And I figured out what the speed is. uh, Mach 5, so that's five times the speed of sound at sea level. So that's five times 750 miles an hour. So it's fast. Close. 6,100 kilometers an hour.
1: So you're dead on. I'm right. miles from 6100 kilometers per hour,
0: Alan. I remember watching video of the old uh, Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Blackbird. Yep. And yep. They, there was there's the Blackbird. There was something online where where they you know here's a shot out the window and you're in a you're in a private a, a prop plane. You see the clouds. Just yeah, coming. just here's you looking. You at. You don't your, see the clouds. You, well, are okay, but the, the clouds are barely moving. Yeah. Then you move up to. I'm a, going to the top a, one. I'm going to commercial airliner, one. and you see the clouds just kind of going past the window, and then you go to an SR seventy one blackboard, and then zoom. <laughs> you
1: don't even see them. I know, um, it's there, uh, and I'm not saying. And, and the blackboard.
0: Blackboard was three thousand miles an hour. I th- not was quite. it really? Yeah. It was. It was the fastest military plane that they had. It was around miles. And why miles. did it die? um uh, that's a very good question I have to look that up um I think it became you know efficient and it was eclipse oh I know why because you didn't need the speed uh if you have something that's with stealth technology you don't have to you know come in bomb get the hell out of there it's missiles yeah um I I I, I uh, good point I talked to somebody on the USS intrepid which is the big aircraft museum in New York City and they've got a blackboard or something. It wasn't a Blackbird, but it was the related model on the sure. deck there. Yeah. yeah, Just super cool.
1: Got to see it when I'm there. Got to go see it. I'm playing that. So I have a pilot license, obviously. I yeah. I love pilot planes, and that's an amazing story. That's maybe why I was attracted to it as well. Now, the last one is I always like to get into something smart, smart, smart city, not just smart world like we've been talking earlier. And we always, and you're the same as me, I'm going to talk about Singapore. Mm-hmm. Cause they always seem to lead everything and they have the coolest new thing out now and it's already um deployed and it's social robots
0: did you read about it? yes that? as a matter of fact they're going around making sure that people stay six feet apart and oh not spitting yes, not swearing yes, yes okay
1: come on and we know we know that in the old days when you went i've been to singapore you don't you don't spit No, you do you not. So now they have robots that walk around and make sure everyone behaves socially and you're not, hold on. If you were harassing me, it would report it because you're being mean to me. Right. And if you're right, if you're not social, distant, that's what they're using it for right now is COVID. But that will change. But essentially, you, I mean, once you have those algorithms, you can do anything. But I think that is simply crazy and amazing that they're trying to make a safe world but they're and we know where it starts Alan, it starts with harassment It starts with all these things i'm not saying i agree with it it's a bit pretty crazy but they're out and running they're working now they're they're out they're
0: operating i saw them online i watched it well they would probably dispatch them along orchard road and down by marina bay sands okay well Uh, i don't know i'm just saying I'm i'm just trying to think where they would put these things uh, they probably put them in some of the hawker centers, the outdoor food courts, just to make sure people are paying uh, paying attention, doing the right they,
1: thing. They um, they have all the navigation all right. well, sensors. They have everything. I I, I
0: got go, a goddaughter in Singapore, so I got go to go. You got to find out about this, and I got to go see them.
1: And by the way, they look like robots, like the one I'm building. They look like robots, which is I I like that because you know, like I said, a humanoid would scare the hell. Yeah,
0: I, I stayed in a hotel once on Orchard Road, and I I needed some towels.
1: Where'd you say the big place is Toopeo no, Central?
0: No, no, no. It was, it was, a, it was like a, it was a small budget hotel Okay, uh, with really small rooms. It was cheap. It was like $129 a night, which is crazy for for Singapore. Yeah. But I ordered some towels, and I expected somebody to come up and deliver me some towels. And uh, my doorbell rang. I opened it up, and it was a robot. No, get out Yes, it here. was a robot that looked like Arcan, okay, A little so, taller than Ark.
1: Hold on. When did you do this? This would be two years ago. Okay. See, there are... Alan, they're way ahead of, this, they are. This thing, we talk about stuff that go, woo, but they're already doing it. All. I
0: know this, this thing looked like a taller version of R2D2. That's
1: and, what I want. And
0: and I think you need to have that. It had a little face.
1: So, you know, that's what they have now for on the street. Okay. Okay. I like it. I, I think it's maybe not for that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't want a humanoid walking. No, 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 no. Come no. on. And I know it's, they're doing the Middle East. That
0: is crazy. No, no, I don't want, uh, no. no. no, anyhow, that's the news today. uh, Boston Dynamics robots. No, thank you. No, no, no. no. Give me a trash can that that can talk to me. That's it. That's it. And that's my news today. Mark Zimmerman is the CEO of Responder, a company that aggregates all the resources of many different security companies into one place. It's a brilliant idea from a Canadian company, and international expansion is in the cards. Mark came into Locomobi HQ for our talk. Mark Zimmerman is the CEO of an alarm response company called Responder, which uh, is, is a great name. Although you had to disembowel everything to actually make it work, right?
2: Yes, such as the uh, quest for
0: the right domain name. So it's r s p n d r dot i o.
2: Why i o? Uh, we were thinking about it as a network when we when we first okay. uh, when we first built it, and uh, that was name. We also own all the. Other flavors of Responder, uh, .ai, .ca, et
0: right. So let's, let's talk about Responder, what you guys do. I mean, there's a ton of security companies out there that respond uh, to emergencies, breaches, uh, break-ins, all that kind of stuff. So what's, what's your deal? What makes you different than everybody else?
2: Well, what makes us unique is that Rather than deal with any one of those ton of security companies, and you're right, there are an awful lot of them. The responder network lets you deal with all of them uh, through a single set of uh, connections. So we've aggregated all of those people. So rather than probably the right mental model is think about Uber. You know, rather than call a single cab company with the Uber app, you can call all the cars on the road. With the responder app, you can call all the guards so, on the road and find. So in theory, closest. Alan,
1: every security guy drive around. Could be a responder guy. It doesn't matter the company. It's agnostic.
0: Interesting. So it could be ADT. It could be Rogers. Could AD, be anyone it, he wants. Any, anyone. They got to sign up with them, but it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's an interesting idea. Why? How did it come about? Yeah. How did this come about? This is an interest. I, I would have never thought of, uh, what do you call it? Not crowdsourcing, but certainly, uh, what, 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 what do we call this? Sort of the gig economy, I yeah, guess, applied to, to Security sharing. Let's call yeah. it that that works. Okay.
2: Um, so we came up with the idea. Uh, one of my, one of my, my partners, um, Mark wires was running a guard company in Chicago. And, uh, he looked at the profit and loss statement of every car that he had on the road. And what happens is on a, you know, on a good day, that car is busy. There's a lot of alarm events and, uh, well, that's, a, you, that's you, actually a, you, a, a bad, day, bad day, day for the guy in the car. Yeah. Good day. Good <laughs> for, day for the company. Bottom good line. business day. Depends, depends on, you know, who's, uh, uh whose chair you're sitting in. Right. But, uh, you know, on a on a Tuesday, everything went well, and uh, the car was profitable. It was, you know, it was paying for itself. On Wednesday, there's less traffic, there's less going on, and uh, you know that that car is a deadweight loss for the for the business. So he was thinking about ways to, uh, you know, optimize that that equation, and one of them is to expand the size of the network. You know, the larger. Um, you know, the more cars that you have on the network, the less waste any given car has driving to the. So everyone likes it, right? I mean, uh, everyone likes this. Uh, even as other companies, they maximize their guy. So, are you a technology company or a security company? We're a little bit of both. We think we're 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 taking technology and applying it to uh, an industry that has taken you know a, a long time to change.
1: I think they're a tech company. Um, I think they address security, but this is a very great advanced technology. Well, oh, it's like Uber. Or, it or, is, which or means you, which, which guys, which means it's going to change. It's going to they're going to add things to this. Uh, when you get out of the network of what they do, think of the umbrella that you can draw out of this. Yeah, absolutely. We
2: think we're building, you know, an army of physical, you know, guards in cars or you know, physical army of uh, of security guards, and they can be tasked to do all kinds of uh, things. We started with alarm response. They can hand out parking tickets. They can uh, patrol your home when you're on vacation. You're, uh, you know, we're getting into the season when, uh, you know, half the, half the, half the country leaves for Arizona and Florida and uh, have someone come by your house and uh, It's check expensive it's, too, guys. Uh, and if you can get it through an application. Adapt. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk. about it so
0: It's app-based. Okay. How does it work?
2: So there are two parts to the app. There's the app that the guards are running in, in on their on their mobile phones in in every car, um, and so that lets us keep track of where the guards are, whether they're available or not. You know, are they in in the process of responding to another alarm? Are they uh, you know on on a break at Tim Hortons? You know, what what's the availability of that uh, of that guard? And then there's a second piece of software that runs at you mentioned ADT, and Telus, and Rogers, and Bell, You know, the on the demand side, the people who have the alarms. So that software runs there. When you, the alarm goes off at your house, it takes in that signal. It says, "Hey, it was the back gate that went off. It went off at this street address here, the GPS coordinates." And then we have software that matches those things. So, it says, "Hey, so, the closest guy is Grant, and right. he's five minutes away. Let's so, get him there."
1: So I would. So you have a B two B and a B two C.
2: We don't deal directly with consumers okay. at this stage.
1: So how do? So I have to go to ADT to get your app or somebody.
2: You would go to a
1: like to, I have ADT now monitoring my house right now, right?
2: So if you have ADT now, you are using our guards when your system goes off.
1: Um but I don't have your app.
2: You don't have our app I directly.
1: have ADT's app, which monitors my house right now. Gotcha. So pretty cool. So, so that, he's a white label. Yeah, it's I very much so. Well, I mean, he takes care of both sides here. And I I do think he can do more of it, but but I'm telling you, he has a white label. So what that means is everyone will want it. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you get to every like whether you're Telus or Bell or Rogers, they all want it to be their application because they're aggregating so much more than just this. But when they can take something and embed it, that's huge. That I mean, of course, it grows quicker. No, but
2: you're you're absolutely right. You know the. (laughs) The end customer, you know, you as the, the person running the, you know, the Bell app, say, in, uh, yeah. you know, in, 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 in your pocket, you have 20 jobs to be done that that app does, and right? It you helps you turn off your lights, it, it helps you open your garage door, you arm it, you disarm it. And then in a very r- relatively rare set of occurrences, you need someone physically to come because the alarm has gone off and nobody's home. And so we don't think you want an app. Just for that physical response, you want a whole smart home app of which the physical response is is a key component, but not the whole. Not the whole. You really situation. don't
0: care who shows up as long as somebody shows up, right?
2: Now, do you vet them? Hundred percent. You want fastest. Yeah. You know, but now. how about vetting them? How do you know they're good? So we we test that a couple of ways. So they're all they're, all of the guards on the network are licensed security guards. So there's a there's a provincial regulation. They vary a little bit by yeah, by province I understand and state. The guard but there's a, yep, yep, gotcha. you know there's a certification process there. And then we vet each response. So we think the most important thing is not really the particular guard who did the response, but is each response complete. Did they check my pool gate? Did they check my garage door? Did they check every window at grade? Did they check the front door the and back and door? And how do you know that? Uh, so our software measures that in the in the app. They complete the report inside the software. And so we check. Did they go through this whole checklist? We validate the pictures. You know, is that a picture of a backdoor? Yes. Great. Is it not a picture? You know, and all of those steps are built into the software. Well, it's like DoorDash so taking that
0: picture of the it's uh, the one. of the meal that they left on my porch. 100%. That's, That's the right, I mean, the right um, mental model.
1: But the difference is DoorDash. Like, I like this because he could be the, like, he is the guy that could be inside DoorDash. Like, he's in everybody. So, the market is so much bigger when you get to jump on the, the heels of the big guys. Right. And he's the back end, uh, the underneath or the white side of the big guys. So
0: all these security guards are in their vehicles working for their respective companies branded with their respective companies logos in their uniforms and all the rest of it. And they're driving around. And if there is an alert that comes through you, the closest guard, regardless if he's available, if, he's, if available, he's available, irrespective of company is the one that responds the quickest. It's so cool. A response. You've got it exactly right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's big. You know, here's a, big. here's another example of of me going, duh, why didn't I think of that? Well, I can tell you why. Well, I'm not that bright. That's why. <laughs> I didn't say it, Alan. Right? It, I know. That's okay. um, But um, no, no, it's a
1: great idea. And I think, uh, well, let's, well, so Mark, where did you come from? Like, we, I guess we better find out because you're yapping about this app and- so what brought you to Responder?
2: So I knew uh, one of the other uh, co-founders of Responder, um, uh, Craig Campbell, a gentleman who spent um, you know, most of his career in the guard business, knows the physical security gotcha. world cold. And uh, uh, Craig, I knew Craig through uh, some other innovations and yep, some other gotcha. inv- yeah, uh, angel yeah. investments uh, yeah. and, and the like. And uh, he said, I have this idea, but it's a software-based idea. I need someone who knows how to run a software company. Um, I'd run a few yeah. software companies in the in the past, and uh, uh, we got drawn to. Was, And how long uh, you been there? Uh, coming up on two years now that we've been uh, been, been. And you've been in this. business
1: for two years, or you came on after?
2: I came on after, so they've been working on it and uh, thinking about this for about a year before I before I, I joined the team, and uh, so we're about three years old now. Pretty the co- cool. The company's three years. Yeah, now. they're the based three here. years
0: old. Okay, let's say I have another question. I'm an in- I'm a licensed security guard, but I'm a freelancer. Is there such a thing?
2: There aren't in Canada. Okay. Um, the regulations require that you be, you, you can't sort of work as a no, guard, bonded, as an individual contractor. You need to be part
0: of, of a guard yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I can't, as a security guard, say, hey, I want to become a responder, responder. Correct. You would need to be, start a security guard. Remember,
1: company. Well, you know right. why, White right, Allen? Because they're part of a network of software. Not just
0: one. Well, it's just anybody can become an Uber driver. Yeah. That's why Look, I'm- you're not
1: going to, you know, he'd have to knock on every door to sell him his app to get it to be a consumer app. That's, that's why I brought up B2C. Um, so he's not B2C directly. He's B2B.
0: Right. But I'm saying that you can't as a no. security guard join the network um, as a freelancer, you have not to. as an individual, not you as an individual. Can sign up okay. as a Why guard you, company. No, you now there are guard companies of well, many no, different sizes. We'll size. get
1: you. No, we can no, probably no. get you on Alan if you want a job. Well, I'm probably, yeah, yeah sure. You sound pretty into driving on your Porsche. Yeah. And, uh, that'd be okay. good. All right. Fine.
2: Good. He'd certainly be a quick response. Yeah. The The right car for it. Yeah,
0: I know, but I, I don't look good in a uniform and I don't tuck my shirts in. So that's the problem. Yeah. That is a problem, Alan. Yeah. Uniforms are required. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I, I'm looking at your, your, your partners. I mean, you got Bell, you got Chubb, another big uh, security firm. They're all big. Uh, Secure Tech, Live Patrol. Yeah. Hey, we deal with all of them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it must have been an interesting pitch meeting or any of these must have been interesting pitch meetings when you go in there and say, we're going to, um, possibly increase your volume. while at the same time, Possibly decreasing it because and
1: in, yeah, but increase your 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 um, really important your efficiency,
0: your efficiency. Yes. That's the key here. Was that, is that how
2: you, you pitched it? That is very much the story. If you're a Bell, uh, you know, as as an example, um, when you sell a smart home system to the consumer, the consumer has this vision that when their alarm goes off, you know, a SWAT team is going to repel from <laughs> okay, know, Alan
1: after. Okay, Alan,
2: Alan, that's him. what
0: I would like. <laughs> I certainly would, yes.
2: <laughs> and in practice, what happened pre-responder is, you know, either this was dispatched to the police who have other higher priority items to, to do, and they, they may get there. And Same they bill business you, day, and, they bill you. and if it's a false alarm, they'll send you a, a nice high, thing. you know, a high, a high bill for that. Depends on your your jurisdiction, um, but you know that that option was option A or option B. They called an individual guard company, you know, any one of our partners, and in some regions they had enough coverage and they'd be there quickly, and in others it was you know on the you fringes know, of our area and we'd get there slowly. And so we said to them, "Let us." Well, you know, aggregate this and bring you one they answer. They can scale fast. quicker. 100%. <laughs> think of
1: the, they scale so much faster now with, with them.
2: And they can offer the same service coast to coast. If you're a Bell or a Telus. You, you know, something you don't want to say, Hey, it works in Vancouver, but it doesn't work in New York. But Mark,
1: you said coast to coast. So USA.
2: Yep. When are you going? We have begun uh, uh, going live in the in the USA. We're open in six cities now Fantastic. in the in yeah. the US. I think that's the and, big one. Uh, I mean. We'll be open, you know, in in more of them as the rest of the year okay. progresses. We were hoping to be open there pre-COVID, well, and then the life. world went that's upside life. down. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, us a Patience is
1: a virtue in software, Even if you uh, you get to improve it much better while you're waiting around. Um, now, I got a question. Alan, you know, I have to
0: always ask Go this ahead. question
1: because, you know, I'm building the one yes. Robots. So
0: ah, I mean, it is robots. Hey. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. So Go.
1: security robots, they're going to be around. And, and, and I'm telling you, Alan. No, no, no. Forget, they're around. Forget and I said anything. Go I ahead. saw an article on a robot the other day that looks exactly like the one we built. Exactly. And it's out in the Middle East. And they're going to do security. They still need to, everything that happens. But instead of a person, it's a robot. And I think that uh there's probably thirty robotic companies out there now in North America addressing the security world. Yeah, so we we've
2: seen robots, we've seen drones, we've seen, you know, okay, a whole bunch a drones of drones too. Uh, you know, technology designed to to solve this problem. And 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 we think there are classes of this problem where that's the right answer. If you've got a place where the alarm goes off often and the ROI works to station a a robot. You can do that, right? um, we will absolutely do, you know, explore those those things as they begin to make sense. But we also think there's a large part of the market where having a human being on site is is always going to be the right answer, at least is going to be the right answer for the foreseeable future. When you know, you have someone going to check on your kids. Um, the alarm system's gone off. Having a physical person
1: there who's going to apply human no, judgment think we ahead. think is the Good right point. answer in, in a lot of situations. But you know what's funny, Alan? Um, in the smart city world, um, if you, and we've had, uh, you know, we've had some of the biggest developers in, in the country on the show. And they always, and I, what, this is the only part that kind of bothers me when they present their smart communities. Well, is important, but what's really important we want to feel good. And uh, you know, it's all about community and people. And I'm going, I could never feel good if I didn't feel secure. My viewpoint is I only feel good, Alan, when I'm secure. And so I can do all the other stuff. But if I don't have the security, I can't go outside and feel great. Uh, we're with you. Obviously, we, 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 you know, in
2: violent agreement that sort of if you're if you're not safe, all the other things in your smart home aren't, you know, aren't giving you happiness. Right. If you're if you're if you're nervous all the time, the fact that I can turn off and on my lights uh, with my phone isn't uh, doesn't, you know,
1: get, yeah, th- for doesn't who? get me. For doesn't who? Get me I mean, yeah. So, Alan, I think that's where I think it's still that work has to be done, that people need to understand there's nothing better than peace of mind and knowing you can leave. Uh, from us and, and the fact that they can roll us out so quickly. Like, um, so you, you, you don't have Rogers yet?
2: Uh, we don't yet uh, have uh, Rogers in our, in our network.
1: So Bell um, and Bell is Telus too?
2: Uh, yeah, Bell, Telus, uh, Telus acquired ADT in yes. Canada. So that's how we have, have uh, ADT
1: um, in the Canadian side of the network. Uh, and you know, Telus is more of a techie anyhow. Like they're like the Telus Ventures are starting to get real ADT. They got to do something with that app. So they need his stuff hundred we, percent. We think all of the,
2: <laughs> all of the telcos are, you know, well positioned to, to, to be players in the smart home space. Um, you mentioned the US, the other market that we're about to um, open up in is the UK. We'll be open up in the UK on the 1st of November or thereabouts um, and uh, more, more countries to follow. Oh, right. wow.
1: Fantastic. No, oh, wait a minute before he goes. So do you have different languages? Uh, currently,
2: French and English, and uh, uh, more to come. You, you brought as, up uh, as, we, outfit, right? uh, as, as,
0: as, as we interesting. Know. Okay, there is no way that your business has not been affected by the pandemic in some way. How has the pandemic affected alarm response? So, some interesting things. A couple
2: of you know things, dynamics that COVID COVID uh, applied to us. First was we were very nervous, obviously, when the you know pandemic began everybody's going to be home or any alarm systems going to go off you know will there be any alarms to respond to um turned out there were more um you know that alarm the number of alarms Wild. per customer went up Wild. um two things um one b2b so the, the businesses small businesses you know your florist shop your um your uh barbershop, you know, all of those They're were all closed away. and so no one was there. So lots more doors rattled, um, lots more windows shook and, you know, th- those types of things that we went to respond to even in the residential space. Um, you know, more people arming their systems while they were home, not knowing how to arm it in just the perimeter mode and then finding they tripped the, you know, the, the in- in-house sensor, um, so, so, those, you know, the, the volume of alarms per capita actually went up for us, which we were surprised about. And then the second thing was traffic went way down. So, our response times went, you way know, got much shorter. Um, we got there way faster. Um, those guys waiting because work. <laughs> we we you know didn't have to contend with the qew and the 401 or at least you know traffic was uh was was much uh lower now have you seen
1: things. spikes up and down during covid can you actually trace it with the covid spikes we can we can correlate the
2: speed of response to wow. you know to, to all of those uh see data is you know, everything
0: eh? well see data is everything that was my next question so you gathered all this data what do you do with it who owns it
2: well so there's parts of it that we own, parts of it that the that the alarm company owns. Um, for privacy purposes, we keep as little data about the individual responses I'm as possible yeah. in yeah. order to, you know, there's a minimum amount of things that we need to have to be able to do and the job. And people feel better. We need to know the address. Yeah. We need to know those things to be able to get there. But all the other things we, we don't keep. Um, but we do keep the aggregated statistics so that we can... Plan for capacity, plan for where to station guards, oh, you know, and where should someone be to respond to alarms on a Wednesday afternoon? You can afternoon. forecast the whole area. Um, 100%. So we we can be proactive. You've got about, AI. They're going to uh,
1: forecast. This is the way it's going to be next year. Right. Next there's
0: there's got to be patterns that come out of the data or no, the noise. No, that's most important 100%. Part.
2: The most important part and so all of that we use in service of decreasing the response time because we think speed is you know th- there's a minimum level of quality that a customer wants you know it has to be good but after it's good most important is fast and uh, can, helps us get fast
0: can you promise a certain cost savings to a client in terms of percentage in terms of any sort of metric?
2: We can. Um, once we understand the dispatch rates of a given customer, and it varies a little bit by the type of firm, we can say to them, you know, hey, we can take that number and decrease it. The the amount that we can increase it by varies based on what their starting dispatch rate is. So I wouldn't want to give you a, a particular no, no, number, no, but no. we can save money for everybody in the, in the equation.
1: Yeah. So you're providing a better service, in my viewpoint, Maybe at a cheaper cost. Quite frankly, if you got people there quicker and I felt better, I don't care about if it's equal, if I get better service.
0: Is is there anything passed on to the consumer in this? We don't
2: charge the consumer directly, and most of our alarm partners don't in the B2C side, in the whole Correct. alarm system. In the B2B world, generally, you are paying on a per-incident basis for alarm response. We don't charge directly. You know that, but the an ADT or a TELUS right. would charge a business. So
0: how do you make money?
2: So without
1: we, going into any detail, yeah. you don't want
2: to. No, uh, all good. Happy, happy to share how our how our business model, you oh. know, broadly broadly works. So, we collect a fee for every address that is protected on the platform. So, so for every you know protected address, there's a, a fee associated with that, and uh, and then we pay the guard companies for each alarm response, and that's the the business model.
1: Wow. That's pretty cool. So, but, um, so you, you get a monthly fee. And then when a response goes, whatever their charge is, you pay them. You've negotiated that? No.
2: The payment to the guard company? Yeah. How do you
1: negotiate that? Yes. We, we pay
2: a a, a fee to each guard company. Um, They're, they're consistent. We don't charge, we don't pay guard company A more than guard company B. We, we pay, um, you know, a a standard rate for that though. It varies a little bit by region, you know, a a response in Sault Ste. Marie is different than in downtown Toronto is different than in, you know, New Brunswick. So
0: what Um, is your coverage area? uh, What what can you cover in this country?
2: Uh, we cover everywhere from Vancouver Island to, uh, to Newfoundland, um, and Prince Edward Island. Uh, so he can cover wherever there's a car, anywhere. right?
1: Yeah. Well, Teleco, he can cover anywhere. Uh, it's up to the Teleco is really what they want to offer. We're well North of,
2: you know, 90% of the Canadian population that is inside of our coverage area currently. Um, and, uh, in the U S as I say, we're just getting started. We're in okay. about six cities in the, in the U S now and, uh will expand that coverage in the U.S. Do you have any era, competitors directly? We have no direct competitors. No one who's taken this approach. Uh, you know, obviously there are alternatives. You can contract with an individual guard company. You can call the police and you know hope for the best. But uh, um, no direct competition. Do you have have you patented it? There. Uh, there are some some trade secret related uh, you know protections here, but okay. there are there there aren't any direct patents on the, the underlying technology.
0: All right. Moving across Canada, into the US, into the UK, where else do you think you can go in terms of not territories, but in terms of what you can do with this business and the technology that's behind it?
2: Yeah. So we think there are a bunch of other jobs to be done that our, you know, our guard network is ideally equipped to do. Um, So there are uh, patrol checks is one, you know, sort of to sort of proactively look at a piece of property and say, hey, this is, you know, is, is it when I left the dealership, there were 12 cars. Um, There are 12 cars at two in the morning. There are 12 cars at four in the morning. There are 12 cars at six in the morning. Um, We think there are, also, uh, you know, things like writing parking tickets, um, uh, handling no shoplifters. No doubt. Um, no doubt. There are a bunch of sort of uh, security-related and sort of law enfor- you know, light law enforcement-related tasks that we think a Toe private trucks? security guard network is ideal for. Tow trucks would be another, um, you know, possibility. Um, emergency, you know, response. See, you have an saying, aging population. When he started, and,
0: uh, I said, there's so many umbrellas. Right. Right now, you're a security company, but you can branch out from being just about responding to security incidents.
2: Absolutely. We're there, you know, we have a couple of options, uh, you know, before us, and we're, you know, thinking about those every day. Uh, one of them is to do more of the security-related tasks, and then another is to use the underlying dispatch network to dispatch other types Could of Because you have responders. a network set up now. Um, and uh you know, cars, of those are EDs, things that we can, uh, uh, can do.
0: Pretty cool. This is really fascinating. And again, I'm kicking myself by thinking, this is something that's, I should have thought. Of. Well, first of all, Alan, Canadian company. Yeah.
1: Um, one idea, only one. Um, I think that's uh, what we want to hear. And, you know, to say that uh, we are slowly becoming Silicon Valley of the North and um, Canada. I don't want to just say Toronto, Canada, Vancouver, Waterloo, Toronto, Montreal, um, it's great to see, as you know, I'm a Canadian company. Um, I bought a company in Silicon Valley and moved it back because I think we have the best people here. And that's a, an example of, uh, of technology that no
0: one else has done. Well, let's, wait before we wrap up here, how many on staff, how many developers do you have?
2: Um, we've got a team of 12 at the moment. Okay.
0: Well,
2: that's the best part. It's pretty efficient. That is really uh, efficient. Yeah. And uh, we, we've just, uh, you know, gone through a fundraising event and, you know, that team will, team will grow in the yeah. next uh, few months. But we, uh, you know, wanted to make sure we had the right, the right idea and the right setup
0: before uh, going out to raise capital. Uh, Good for you. i pretty pleased about that. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Spreading things around, and making it more efficient for everybody and increasing response. So again,
1: time. where do they find their company?
0: Um, what's it called again, Alan? It is responder, R S P N D R dot IO. So it's right. responder without any vowels dot IO. We put a few on the end just to make just sure we have yeah. some vowels. Yeah. It have to be different. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming in. This has been fascinating. Um, and I'm they're going to do well. I, I'm I think so. You. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked again that you have no direct competition. Well, Alan,
1: you better buy their stock.
0: Well, you public? <laughs> Not public yet. Okay. We'll find a way to get your stock. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Mark. I really appreciate it. And good luck with the company. My pleasure. Thank you. And that's it for this edition of the Smart City Podcast. Thanks again to Mark Zimmerman of Responder. More shows like this are in the works as we continue to bring you the latest from the universe of smart technology. Comments are always welcome through feedback at thesmartcity.blog. Note that domain, .blog. And check out our website, thesmartcity.blog, for past programs. And you can also see who and what else is coming up. The Smart City Podcasts brought to you by Locomobile World. Moving the world through sustainable, frictionless, and secure solutions. Executive producer is Grant Ferlain. Tactical production by Rob Johnston. Executive assistant is Andrea Crawford. I'm Alan Cross, and we'll see you next time.